This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill with TFC. It is very dangerous to turn your passion into a career. It forced me to go in all your life. And I'm like, well, I mean, 1 plus 1 equals 2, right? So I went in, then 1 plus 1 equals like 4.5. I'm just like, wait, what's, what's going on? Like, all these extra things, you know? <laughs> Welcome to Chills with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and live. I'm your host Reggie aka Your Chief Financial Coconut and today I'm bringing on a friend of the show. She's been around right? If you have been around you would have seen her right? But I don't know how many of you realise that she is actually the storyteller behind famous Finlit comic The Simple Sum and she even started a podcast Keep It Simple while she was there lah. But die liao, die liao because I already say right? I'm the last one standing. You shouldn't join the space right? You can join me. <laughs> But yes, as a fellow content creator with Vibe, and she's someone that learned her personal finance thing along the way, right? She became wiser about her money over time. But she have she has left it all, right? She is a traitor. <laughs> But more importantly, she left to pursue her dreams, which honestly can be quite wild, right? But I will leave her to share with you what she's trying to do. So, welcoming Soap X Simple Sum. Yeah, this is everything also must X, right? This is Chill Swift TFC. Finally on the house, right? Like yeah. in the house. Yeah. So uh, introduce yourself. Very happy to have you in the show. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Thanks for having me. Uh, I mean, you already know me, la, but for people who yeah, don't know me, people, then um, quick introduction, I guess. My name is Sophia, but my friends call me Soap. Mm-hmm. Even Reggie calls me Soap. Yeah. 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 Of course, we friend, right? Yeah, la, we friend. Right? <laughs> we're very chummy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. quick background, I guess. I studied audiovisual tech, so like audio engineering in poly. And then now I'm in uni and I'm doing linguistics. But like career-wise, I've just been like a writer all my life. Mm. Just writing different things all over the place. So, yes. Anything else you want to know about me? No, I, I think people <laughs> need to know that you're the voice behind Keep It Simple. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sorry, yeah, that's why I'm here, actually. Like, hello, Sorry, I was just about to be like, PSLE, I got so, one no, for no, all levels. Control yourself. Control <laughs> yourself. <laughs> right, so Soap yeah. is the voice behind yes. Keep It Simple Correct, and yes. she writes for... Uh, TSS in the past. Used to, yes. Very simple sound. Yes, the podcast was like... A- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, labor of love for mm, me, mm, yes. Yeah, that's why now the quality not so... No, no, no. Nor. Nor. Yes, no. Tell us, how do you build Keep It Simple? Yeah. Um, it was really just a suggestion that I made. Like, I just had a an intrusive thought at work, and I was just like, "Very intrusive." You know, it was incredibly <laughs> intrusive. It changed my whole workflow <laughs> and my role. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so I was just you know like just doing so originally I just wrote the articles did the copy and whatever and then one day I was like oh well I think it would be really fun if we had a podcast just talking about how we're also not that great at finance so yeah so I just kind of pitched it to my boss at that time she was also thinking about a podcast so when I said it I was like wouldn't it be funny if we had like a podcast and she was like do it and I was like huh <laughs> so, so then we started putting it together very it, it, it wasn't really last minute it was just like oh we were all very excited about it so we just kind of put it together in a very scrappy way I and I, I liked it hmm, I it like was it, too. it was so scrappy that you can hear it in the audio quality <laughs> in season one <laughs> but I but I really love season one it was like the first thing we ever did like that and I was just like Oh, what's so fun about fun. season one? Like, who's the best guest? What's the most memorable? Oh, the thing about season one was that we didn't have any guests. Oh, <laughs> I don't think okay, so. Okay, if okay, I okay. if I misremember, please don't come after me. But it was really just me and my co-host, and we were just like, let's not pretend we know everything. That was our angle, la. So we just go in, we talk about our own finances. We're just like, oh well, these are my experiences. These are like your experiences. Then we just learn from each other. So. From the very start, it was very fun, season one, because it was just us. I think we did it over Circuit Breaker. Mm. So we didn't even record like <laughs> like this right now. This is a luxury, by of the course, way. Of course, you see, it's, it's all telling, right? Yeah. The set, yes, everything. Yeah, so we did it over like Google Meets. La. So, <laughs> and, then, okay. and then we had to be like, you okay. You didn't even do like StreamYard or like, or like something. We didn't even <laughs> do that. We were just like, okay, la, Google Meets can. La. We just record from, record from my side, record from your side. Uh, then we just uh, like... Uh, well, I put it together, put it together. afterwards okay, in okay, post-production. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's so hard, but like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, scrappy, but I loved it very much. I know I, know, I know I went on your show and then you guys were saying like, oh, yeah, someone else came. Was it Ben? Ben came on the show and asked you why you never signed media release form or something like that. Something like that, like, yeah. Oh, John, what yeah, the, we what were just like, we were really just like, yeah, no, no, we can do it. Just, just like that, do that. And then everyone's just like, then what about this? Then we're like, Oh, I thought we just okay la. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't think about that, but now we now we're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, but yeah. now you're now you're out. Now you're yes, out. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so so that that's how the podcast started. And then season two, we started like trying to make it better. So then mm. I wrote a jingle. That was the first song I ever wrote. Oh, you properly. wrote a, you, you wrote the jingle for that's it. That's me singing. Oh and, okay, and my okay. friend Amanda so Ong who is doing jingle. You, you're gonna write for us. <laughs> Can we talk about money okay, on the okay, podcast? Yeah, later, later, later. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it. We talk about it. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And and then, how did that kind of develop over time, right? Because eventually mm. it became like, oh, we started having gas, yeah. and then we started having commercial value. Ah, you know, so so it gets more harder and harder, more yes. complicated. We had to grow yeah. up, lah, really yeah, quickly. Because yeah, yeah. it's not like we had like a year break a year's break between seasons. It was really just one after the other. So we had to just constantly keep planning. As we were recording the previous episode, we were just like, oh yeah, time to like start thinking about what we want to talk about next season. You know, so b- basic things, I guess. I think you already know that, like, mm. you know, maybe you have a theme or you have guests in mind because mm. you have like questions. We we start always from a point of like curiosity from ourselves. So like things that I don't know about, I'm like, I would love to talk to an expert about this, you know? Mm. Mm. So then that's how we just slowly started reaching out and put together the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. But but you have since left. Yes, right? you have since left. And uh, yeah, ultimate question is uh, why why do you why do you leave? Mm. You know what 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 pushed you away or what pulled you elsewhere? You know what what was what oh. was the ideas behind? Because I thought it was yeah. great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after you leave, then left us. You know, like we're the only yes, yes, yes. longest running I, show at this point in time. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to. I wasn't planning to to leave, but a job opportunity came up and it was like a very violent pull. Because I, I saw the posting, I was like, what? Well, I guess I need to like rethink my whole life now. Like, no, I was really, yeah. To, to be honest, I was very settled in, in my previous job. But yeah, then I when thought I, you were very settled it, too. I was like, yeah. yeah, I can see myself doing this for a long time. And just as I thought that, then the, the new opportunity rose, arose. And I was just like... Oh man. <laughs> so that that was really the the main reason. If it had been like any other sort of job posting like like the same like copywriting or branding, I wouldn't have gone cuz why would I go to something that's like the same thing? So it was actually in a whole new industry, gaming. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so how you why why gaming? How do you oh, end up there? Well, I mean so basically, I've always wanted to to do. Wait, so basically, it's nothing to do with TSS, right? No, no nothing <laughs> at all. Seriously, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really the email. Yeah, it was really just the the pull factor was way too strong because okay, okay. games, and it's because I've always wanted to do to like get into games development. And actually, I think about five to six years ago, before I joined TSS, like maybe a year before that. I was I was auditioning. I was interviewing for a lot of jobs, and <clears throat> one of them was a game studio. And I was quite young back then, like, But I didn't really have a portfolio, but I still got an interview anyway. So I thought it was like amazing. And unfortunately, that job didn't come through because of salary reasons. So I was just yeah. like, oh well, it's okay. How much did they pay? Oh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. I don't uh, even know if they're still mm. like if that studio is still open. Mm. Yeah. So, so it's all, all a pack of lies, right? If you love playing games, you will love do, uh, creating games. Yeah, or that, something that, like whole, that whole passion <laughs> thing we'll talk about later, I think. Okay, yeah. Okay. So so in a nutshell, I've always played games, right? Mm. As since mm. I was a kid, and I I love writing creatively. That's like my first love: poetry, prose, anything. So I always thought. If I love playing games so much and I am halfway decent at writing creatively, then I think I can probably do well in a role like that. So I never really got the opportunity all these years because big studios, they always ask for like, oh, you need to be a screenwriter first, do TV, movies or something. The, the expectation is very high because triple A, man, triple A titles okay. are always like, mm. you know. Mm. So never got the chance until this thing popped up and I was like wait so you're doing triple A titles now no it's not not like indie game it's not it's it's not triple A but um fairly well known but I I can't can't say anything about it yeah yeah Yeah, so I saw the job posting I I went for it because I felt like I interviewed for it because I felt like I had nothing to lose so even if I got rejected I would still have TSS (laughs) jokes on me okay okay I passed the interview Mm -hmm. and got in and beat so many people so (laughs) I was like wait what I actually went in just to... Like, I told myself as I was going to the interview room, I was like, oh no, like, just just take it as like, you're practicing your interview skills, your social skills. Just go in there and just be like, crazy. Just be like, yeah, I love, I love this movie, that movie. I love this character, that character. I, just, I was just like, very relaxed because I think I didn't put any pressure on it because I just thought, I don't think I'm going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yes, okay. Yes, okay. So that's why I left. Um, actually before that how about talk a little bit more about like how do you get the how do you get the career switch right because now a lot of people talk about changing career yeah, and all that yeah I, I really want to say that it's because I took some courses so we can just plug some skills future yeah, whatever yeah. but it didn't really happen <laughs> yeah, that way so it, that one out first <laughs> oh yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, sponsor never never come in <laughs> sorry <laughs> haven't done this in a while <laughs> yes, yes, yes yeah 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 um, <laughs> yes so for me it was a very unique <laughs> sorry 
I cannot. I Not me, just like loose cannon. Just any hot talk. Just say only. Just say. Yeah, okay, yeah. Come, come, so, come. Uh, for me, the the switch was. I think I was definitely luckier than most people because the company in question did not ask for high requirements. So it's not they wanted you to be a screenwriter, stuff like that. They just wanted to see your portfolio. And I did. So I I think the, the switch was easy for me because I was already very good at what they were looking for, which is writing creatively. So I had a... Yeah, I guess I had a portfolio. Then I just showed them my best work. Law. So I was just like, yeah, like, it's this. Law. But I mean, it wasn't commercial work. It was just personal projects. And they saw it and they liked my writing very much. So then they called me in. And then, yeah, you know when people ask me like, oh, career switch is very hard, right? I was just like, no, not for me. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't mean it in like a very like haughty, like, facetious yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, just, yeah. I don't know how to tell you. Like, I've been writing fan fiction all my life. So like, let's <laughs> <laughs> put it out there, you know? Yeah. So the career switch was very smooth for me. Okay. Because I was, by the time I started to you know, put together my portfolio. I went in for this interview. I was already very confident of my own skills. Mm -hmm. So I think that also probably helped the process to be like, yes, I've not done commercial work for creative writing before, but I can do it because mm -hmm. I'm good at it, you know? Yeah. Nice. But then that is like first step to transiting, right? Yes. And then once you're in a new industry, mm. specifically in, in gaming that yes. you're in, like how was it like, like mm. in that change you know because oh, yeah, yeah. after a while you're very used to a, a particular sure. I was, workflow and everything I was spoiled at TSS everybody was just very nice and the workflow was very smooth and you know you were very clear about like the pipeline what it's like what you have to do what are your expectations and deliverables I think for games it's very chaotic and I think a lot of people know this mm. you know if it's not like stories from like America pouring out about like sexual harassment and stuff or you know, then it's about bosses with big egos making things very hard or just very chaotic. Lah. So, you know, games development, some games over the years, they keep pushing back their launch date. So it's really chaotic. Everything is always in flux, even though everybody wishes it wasn't, you know. So uh, I had to had to learn really quickly, I think. Uh, my first day felt like I was thrown into the deep end. Like, I was just like, I came in just to write. Then, like, everything else is just so stressful and <laughs> very alarming because it felt even scrappier than anything I had ever done before. So that is the reality of games development, I think. People go in with that whole, I'm very passionate about games. I want to make games because I love games. But then the, the structure, you know, everything, you know, w without sounding like I'm, like, crapping on things right now it that you, is you just are, the, I, am, I am but that is the reality of things but yeah. i think uh the place that i'm at is okay, like, quite well put together lah. fair fair i mean yeah. i mean i just always find it funny right like, i remember the digipen uh, tagline nah? yeah. if you love games you will love creating games but no <laughs> i think they've always emphasized your love for a thing like, you know, in this case, it's games, but I, I don't know. I've never been to DigiPen, so I don't know if they prepare you adequately for what it's going to be like. But yeah, I had to learn a lot of things. I had to be very on the ball, incredibly proactive, and it gave me a lot of anxiety, I think. And, and very quickly into this new job, I realized that it is very dangerous to turn your passion into a career. Oh, please share. Yeah, I think it's because it gave me some... I, I don't think it's a complex. Uh, I just think that it forced me to confront like who I was as a writer because, you know, you go in all your life. So, you know, all my life I've played video games, I'm good at writing, good at games. And I'm like, well, I mean, one plus one equals two, right? So I went in, then one plus one equals like 4.5. I'm just like, wait, what's, what's going on? Like, all these extra things, you know? <laughs> so 
it was really like I had a moment where I was like, am I actually a good writer? I'm not sure anymore because I can't tell where, where the the problem was. I was genuinely struggling my first few months. It was very dangerous because games was like a core part of my identity, I suppose. And I felt like I had to be good at it. If not, I'm not good at anything. So I really came to that point very early on. And I was just like, well, if I can't write games, if my story ideas keep getting shot down and I can't do my job properly, then should I even still be a writer? So that was... Existential. Yeah, it was It was really quick. Just a matter of months, actually. So I really... Fun sing, you know? I was just like, at home, just like, should I be doing this at all? Like, did I make a mistake? I really was on the brink of, like, regretting my decision, oh. you know? G- give me a little bit more uh, colour into this whole, like, passion. Yeah. And turning your passion into... Because it's quite a cheesy mm. thing out there, it right? It is, you know? it is. It's very romantic, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's romantic. like, oh, if you... if you what, What's the quote? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your yeah, life. No. No! You no. work double time <laughs> because you put so much pressure on yourself. And that is what happened to me. I put too much pressure on myself, I think. And I was like, this doesn't make sense because, again, good at games, good at writing, supposed to just... It should have been very simple, but it wasn't. And there was a lot of, like, you know, self-image issues. Like, my, my self-concept as a writer was like shaken very deeply I was just like oh man if I, maybe I just shouldn't ever do this ever again you know so, so what do you do to I didn't want to quit obviously I'm still there so I haven't quit <laughs> but uh, I I really forced myself to try and be be gentler with myself I tried to just kind of reason with myself this is all like a product of my therapy for over the last two years mm-hmm. um, tell so, me more tell me yeah, more so, so first I had to try and separate myself from the gamer and okay. so the writer. Like, this is really just a job. So that was the start of me realizing that there's no such thing as a dream job, and that's fine. So I started to just treat this very objectively, not take it too personally, you know, because, like, I've never done this before. I've never written anything like this before. Like, yeah, fan fiction, but it's not the same thing. You know, it's not the same at all. <laughs> <laughs> now um, you're trying to create the fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think that helped a lot, but it definitely took quite a number of months to get used to it. Because every time something like went wrong or, you know, uh, an idea didn't go through, I had to really like collect myself and be like, this doesn't mean you're a bad writer. It just means you've never done this before. Playing games is not the same thing as writing games. Mm. It's not the same. Yeah, so a lot of self-talk consistently, like every day. Then eventually I just realized that if I keep seeing this as a dream job, because all my friends, when they heard about the, the career switch, they were like, oh my god, it's perfect for you! And I was like, at first it felt really nice to hear. Yay. Then after that, I was like, stop saying that, it's not actually perfect for me! <laughs> it was really uh, turning into a bit of a nightmare, actually. Oh my goodness. Because of all the pressure that I was putting on myself and on this job. So I had to release the pressure somehow, right? Mm. So that took a while. But, and, you, and you released yeah. it by reframing your thoughts around yes. the dream job. Yes, and um, it is much healthier to accept that there is no dream job. I don't want to make anything my dream job. It's just a job. What What is you a know? dream job? Or what was a dream job? Like, how, how do you kind of look at it previously and like what has changed? To me, the idea of a dream job was really just something that I could slip into very easily. So, you know, I've been writing all my life. So that was to me like, I'm naturally good at this. And if I do this for a living, then everything will be very easy. I'll be very happy working. It's just very like fluffy and like, 
romantic and like oh you know if you find the one everything will be fine no you know you have so many things to like work through you know if I use the energy of living mm. with a person that you think is the one then there's so many other things it's not just like oh I love you I love you too it's just like what about your habits in the toilet you know they squeeze from the middle of the tube and you squeeze from the end like you know what if that bothers you so so do you squeeze in the middle or the end? in the middle like, I'm quite chaotic <laughs> 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 uh, the more you know I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it was very fairy tale, la, you know. But now I don't want that for myself anymore. So, so then, what is the role of the job in your life now today? Right now, it is to, it's a good place to hone my writing for sure. I'm learning a lot of things and I love to learn from my colleagues. Uh, how to how to pitch, how to present a story. It's quickly in a turning into LinkedIn posts, yeah. <laughs> I would like to appreciate remember? yeah I mean I'm not gonna go into detail lah, but you know right now it's just a job is a place where I where I earn money and and I learn the skills that I want to learn the mm. skills that I think are relevant to my career path I guess you know yeah okay fair fair hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah. So then what is your path? My path. Uh. <laughs> I was just thinking about this recently and I was thinking to myself, you know, if I didn't, didn't have this job anymore, what was I going to do? And I realized that I don't want a path. Like, I don't want to have the, the nine to six mm. thing anymore. If I leave... Why? What, what's so bad or what's so sad about nine it's, to six? Okay, la, it's not like... It's not like bad. Uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, it's bad also. It's, it's not. It's really just... I have nine to nine, just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worse. You're like, oh, yes. always here, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, it's not bad to me. It's just that I realized that I do prefer doing other things. So like during the, the time in the past two years, I've also, while all this work stuff was going on, I was also working on like music. So... Girl does everything lah. <laughs> right, got poetry lah, you know, write music lah, write jingles lah, everything right. So yeah, yeah. please uh, include your email here. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Later we flash yeah, yeah, can, can commission, can commission. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it really started after I wrote the jingle for Keep It Simple Season. Mm. so that was the first time I had ever written and completed a song and I was like wow I can do it even though okay fine to be fair it was only 40 seconds so anyone can write a 40 second song I think no, I'm not sure you're wrong oh okay I'm dead sure you're wrong <laughs> just like when I first started I believe everybody can host I thought I was mm, chua, like, I'm <laughs> okay, wrong okay. Yes, yes. but I trained many but All right. I'm, I'm still wrong okay our worldviews yes, yes. keep our shifting world every day keep shifting <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah so, mm. so um, you know in the backdrop of everything that was happening career wise I was just writing music and doing circuit breaker there was a lot of time at home so I just kept experimenting lah. so I just wrote and I kept writing and then every time I finished a song I found that I didn't hate it so that's what I've been doing since that time mid 2020 I think I've released like four singles one of which is with a, a friend mm. who's also a musician who also backed me up on the keep it simple <laughs> jingle mm. yeah so you know recently I've been thinking about like what really gives me pleasure in life even career-wise, like how can I make things easier and better for myself? And I realized I need to take off the pressure from the nine to six part of my life and put more energy into 
something that does not really drain me. I mean, it drains me, but in a good way. So I don't know how to explain it. But try, try, try. I will what try. What does it mean, drain you, but in a good way? Like I feel very fully engaged with the work of, in this case, songwriting, because it is... I started doing it as a way to express my feelings or to make sense of a situation. And I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. So I was just like, I'll just go write about it. So it was very therapeutic, la, I guess, you know. And I found that even though it, it did tire me out, it was something that I was constantly thinking about. I don't constantly think about my job. I don't think I ever thought about TSS like every single day, every hour. But in the back of my mind, even right now in this podcast... I'm thinking about my EP <laughs> that's coming out next month, uh, this month. Yeah. So, so when I was thinking about my career path, I was like, you know what? The best thing for me is if I am allowed to just create music and somehow live off of that, lah. But mm. that's a tall order. It's very hard. Then that becomes a job. It, nah. it will, yeah, it will become a job. And you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe end the up, cycle will repeat. Maybe I will end up hating, it. resenting it again. Yeah. yeah. They start dancing. <laughs> Then I just start doing everything Pick up juggling uh, Fire dancing Join the circus Just try everything You know Yeah then it'll yeah. be the next, Your next valve <laughs> Yeah your, your next Yeah correct loose. I'm very hesitant to To call You know being a musician A dream job as well mm. For for this very reason You know yeah. are, you, are you annoyed that I never kill you about the EP? Huh? <laughs> no lah I'm not annoyed it's, but, I, but I only found out today. Yeah, that like like today, twenty like, minutes when, ago. When, or something. Yeah, a few minutes ago when we, when yeah. we came to the studio, that that girl is releasing an EP, right? Yeah. So, so tell yeah. tell us, tell our audience, you know what what is this EP about? You know, uh, mm. and, and yeah, well, how how they can how can they support you in that sense? Oh, um, but don't make you too wealthy. If not, becomes a job, right? No then, lah, yeah. For, becomes, I mean, <laughs> eh, eh? Uh, this uh, is a complicated like, yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. think about. <laughs> like, I would love to be live off my my music. Yeah, you know? Yeah, okay, so tell us. The music, yes. So, so the the song, the the EP, it's um four tracks. Uh, it's all about exploring. I think the the idea of love. I mean, I think that's what people typically write about. But also exploring the feeling of like grief or like capturing a a whole relationship for what it is and not what you want people to believe. So when I say that, I, I I'm thinking about people like. Taylor Swift or you know whoever I think Taylor is the the best example because she writes all her songs about of course about love and relationships but it's always like this person hurt me that's it you know it's very one that not really one dimensional but it's just very clear cut that she's the victim in every song almost I love her though no, her. don't, don't. They're, you're going to get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the stands are going to come and attack you. No, no, but no. As Please in like, attack it's, her. Share this video. Yeah, sure. You can attack <laughs> me if you want. Whatever. I'm, I'm no one. Like, what? <laughs> no, but um, I, I do respect her craft because that is what she wants to do with the narrative. Mm, so it's mm. about storytelling, you know, and that's fine. But for me, I wanted to kind of like look at all possible angles of this story and just give like a very honest like you know this is what this is what it is this is how it made me feel at this point and it's not all bad it's not all good but you know it is it is what it is and so the the EP is about all those experiences lah I mean it's okay it's only four tracks lah mm-hmm. so it's just a a prelude to the to the album next year which Whoa. is much longer how much are you gonna spend on this thing too much <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine <laughs> yeah how, how much I seriously think it will the album will probably go into like five figures probably wow yeah okay. yeah so so I have to do a lot of like very careful like 
planning. I need to pace out the production also because I can't produce everything all at once. If not, I'm just going to be like broke. <laughs> so much for TSS. <laughs> TSS definitely gave, you some, gave me the, foundation, gave you the to, foundation to not be a maniac and produce everything ah, all at once. <laughs> so, okay, you know. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I yeah, keep yeah. trying to like get you to say yeah, some shit about it. <laughs> no, I'm invincible. You can't... <laughs> You can't. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Okay, but, but what is your yes, yes, yes. monetization model? How are you going to do it? Primarily, it's streaming on, on platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, right? But that mm-hmm. one is... Uh, the, the payout nothing. is not... I, yeah, unless a million people suddenly started listening to me today, then yeah, maybe got chance lah of just depending on the platforms. But because that's not possible, I don't really have that many listeners as well. I started a Patreon, which is like a platform for people to like subscribe to you there are different tiers so they can they don't have to pay like the maximum amount it's just to uh, create like an alternative revenue stream i guess it is enough i guess right now i'm very thankful because i already have like five patrons i think all of whom are my friends but i'm still very grateful and uh yeah so i thought that would be a good way to kind of like mitigate the financial loss Mm, that mm. i will be experiencing (laughs) in 2023 (laughs) For yeah, the album. Everybody afraid the financial loss is going to come for the markets, but for you, it's no. Yeah, no, just, it's already here. It's, <laughs> then, we're going to throw it in. Yeah. Like, okay, gonna put our Patreon link here. I mean, if, if you guys yeah. like the songs, la, yes, yes, if you yes, don't yes. like the song, then please, you don't have to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that's just uh, an alternative way for people to support me other than streaming the songs like all the time because it really takes a lot of streams before you start making like proper money mm. i guess yeah so that's okay. what i've been doing putting cool. a lot of my time into it actually okay so sounds like you're doing you're doing a lot of stuff mm. you know and your plate probably is pretty full yeah right so having graduated from you know a financial media company yes what are some things that you still then hold close to despite all this like wow you got so many things to do Maybe some people like yeah they, they hold a full-time job and then yeah. every other minute is investing you know or something and also so so there's a lot of finance element in their life doesn't sound like there's a lot in your mm. life so so what are some things that you still then hold close to the first one is definitely save before you spend that is always something that i do every month without fail mm. because at this point i can't afford to not save mm. Mm. <laughs> if i go broke then that's it <laughs> you know um like shop and save right yeah but actually you must save first then you can shop yeah <laughs> so you know as as enthusiastic as i am about like music buying new equipment or paying people to do my produce my songs i need to save first before everything else yeah so that's the number one thing and it's very important to do your budgeting very very carefully yeah so the you know, the the typical budgeting method the 50 30 20 that was one of the first few things I learned at TSS also that I still do. So it's super basic stuff, but mm. I think it... No, no, please, yeah, please, please. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm very arbitrary. I'm not as basic, but right. it doesn't, it's not helpful. I'm not saying it from a perspective of like, oh, you know, like basic. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just sometimes you get, I get a little bit detached from, mm. from it. So mm. always happy to hear some yeah. uh, like fundamental stuff. You'll also, yeah, so that, um, save it for you spend pay your bills first <laughs> uh, 50, 30, 20 also, oh, don't really have a lot of energy right it's just like oh, yeah, so basic oh, yeah I'm not, yeah but it's really it sounds like uh, you know like yeah I know this already but it's really that is the foundation and if I don't have that foundation then I can't do what I want to do yeah so that's very important to me and I think I've also learned or like all these all this time I've probably like 
picked up the the habit of being more proactive in like saying no if like my finances are like if they cannot take it then I have to like say something I can't just keep going along with my friends when they want to do things and I'm just like yeah so so that I guess give us one reason a story but I, oh. I love that having boundaries with money I think that's important yeah the most recent one is I think as recently as like two days ago actually she texted me and she was like oh I want to go to Bangkok next weekend for like a a film festival thing because there's a film that's being shown there that is not allowed in Singapore and I was like oh okay it sounds very interesting and I was very like then she was like yeah but the the flight tickets are gonna be like a bit pricier and, and stuff and and then I was like well Bangkok is cheap I thought that first then I was like wait I shouldn't be thinking this way <laughs> then I looked at my finances then I thought about what I wanted to do in like the next few months then I was like cannot lah yeah so then I told her I was like to be honest I am broke <laughs> like, as in like I will be you know once I start paying for, for all the production costs so I just told her no lah yeah and I think another same friend also she was also like she showed me her Christmas wish list then I told her like I will buy you a Christmas present <laughs> but year. not this month so, okay. yeah I'll buy you <laughs> next month of February I just tell you first cause it's not that I don't want to buy you a gift it's just that I can't do it right now you know last time I would feel bad for for even like saying it but now I'm just like oh, la, these are my boundaries la. I really cannot do you want me to go broke for your Christmas present? Oh, now you turn around emotionally pressure. <laughs> no, I didn't say it. It was in my mind, but I didn't say it. <laughs> but Man, yeah. I, I, I like that because I do think a, a big part of uh, spending or, you know, like how do you choose what to do, what to spend on, uh, it is influenced by the people around you. Yeah. Right? And sometimes yeah. like, it's, it's also quite fun, ma. You know, a bunch of people do together, yeah, like chill sure. together. It's like, you know, sometimes yeah. uh, doing it in a group is, is great, you know? But mm. doing it in a group, sometimes it's also hard to then negotiate what's the price point yeah. to go at, you know, yeah, what is comfortable. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ha- having, yeah. Having, having the ability to then say, hey, sorry, uh, this one, too pricey. Uh. Mm. I cannot. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's great. I think you, you've shared enough. A lot of uh, interesting things. <laughs> so I didn't even know that she was going to release an EP. Surprise! So, so surprise! <laughs> great. I want to take the conversation down a very different path. You know, but I thought like, well, this was this way more interesting. So please support. Yeah. Uh, at least consume the EP. See if you like it. If you love yeah. it, you know. I have so, two singles already out on yes. Spotify that will be in the EP anyway. So okay, you can what, find me. The, where, where, where can they find you? Oh, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, um, any streaming platform that you can get your hands on uh, my artist name is Soap S-O-P-E you'll see my face la. you'll see my face on Spotify so you'll know it's me yeah, la, that, I, that's I how love you how you have to like spell it out yeah no because <laughs> the, look last time I spelled it S-O-A-P okay and it caused a lot of confusion and a lot of bad jokes so I had to change it <laughs> although now funnily enough it, it still clashes with something else like S-O-P-E Soap is the name of like some some BTS like fandom ship oh, name so you're gonna I'm not, I'm not the, gonna win the SEO war yeah, you're gonna lose to the Taylor fans correct they're gonna attack you for that no but and I love then, her and then <laughs> you know you're gonna lose to the BTS guys yeah. they're gonna be like who are you yeah. to get this right yeah. so yeah. so uphill battle la. Yeah. but yes you'll find me on all the streaming platforms great great, great. In, in closing do you have any last things amongst all these things that you have tried that mm. you know you feel like it's a it's a great first principle to think a little bit about that you want to share with everybody. Every time I meet you, I feel like you try a lot of things. Now, so. It's so, Yeah, it's true. Uh, I do feel like I'm kind of all over the place in terms of like interest. It's not inherently a bad thing. Right? Mm, no, it's, just yeah. a, it's just a situation yeah. that you're in. Right? Yeah. So then, but then how does that then inform how you decide on things going forward? I think the one thing that I've 
taken away from like the past year or past two years is that you should always listen to your gut well that's for me like i should always listen to my gut you know because there are certain things that give me a lot of pleasure and there are other things that give me like just an okay amount of pleasure and you know i need to remove the okay <laughs> yeah yeah i need to be sure about something and listen to that feeling so you know um like music it wasn't really just a oh yeah i just happened to be like okay at it then i just want to try it it was really a if i'm writing a song it's gonna be exactly the way i envision it in my mind so chase your your great pleasures i think but responsibly of course just because i love music so much and i'm doing an ep doesn't mean that i'm just throwing all my financial foundations and habits out the window if it's something can be very good for you but you have to be responsible with it yeah don't forget your longer term goals like yeah, you, for you, sure. you don't want to yeah. mess up mess up the, the long term game yeah and if you if you mess that up then you can't even do your whatever yeah. is giving you pleasure right oh, now yeah, yeah. so great great it's exciting but don't get carried away by it lah so, so that's me. That's my approach right now. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned all the way after these quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials and check out thefinancialcoconut.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So uh, what's the, f- the first question is, what's your best and worst investment you've ever made? The best investment I've ever made, I think, is probably... This is going to be very cheesy, but like in myself and what I want. So the past six months, I think, I've been, I've been saying yes to myself a lot more. And I'm not very used to doing that. So, you know, I, I've been doing things like going overseas um, like twice in a matter of two months, actually. One of which was a planned trip, but the other trip was random it was kind of last minute but i feel like i really wanted it or like i needed it so i think doing that saying yes to myself um in the big things and the small things it has been very good for me because it's improved my relationship with myself you know you're not always like no you can't do that because you need to save or like no you need to do that because like you know, invest or whatever it's very instead of like a very overbearing parent constantly like grabbing your wrist and you're like no you can't do that now the relationship is more like okay well if it really gives you pleasure then just go for it and i think it has changed my not not changed my personality you know i'm still the same person but it's just i'm much more relaxed now Mm. you know like i i i know how to indulge when i can and i think it's made me a much happier person yeah but of course you know save before you spend (laughs) (laughs) so okay yeah worst investment i'm I feel like the worst investment I ever made was like this this purchase. It was not an impulse purchase. I have wanted a new keyboard. I had wanted a new keyboard for a while. I went on Shopee or whatever. Which keyboard? Like oh, it's gaming like a, or like... It's like those clickety-clackety ones. Oh, la. yeah, then okay, I was just okay. like, oh, it looks quite nice. Then the color like the color scheme not bad. I was just like, okay. So, But I didn't realize that. I should have probably looked at like the reviews first or something. Or, or 
even you know go to those physical stores in Singapore and then just try it for yourself. Just bought it. I just bought it. I was like, oh, okay, like, everything's right there. Horrible. It looked like the real thing. I'm not even sure to this day if it was the real thing, but at least it worked for like two days. Then on the third day, it died. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I spent like three figures on this. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on this, you know, so that was my bad. Lah. I, I have slowly moved away from buying electronics online. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will Shopee, Lazada, Taobao need things. to see the thing. Yes, yes, yes. Touch yes, it yes, yes. and then, and then it's invest. It's different. It's different. Yes, so that would be my worst, I think. Cool. Okay, next question is, what is one thing under $100 that has been a game changer? Uh, I recently subscribed to this Substack. Uh, mm. It's like this newsletter thing, right? So um, I know what's a Substack. You don't got, think I live you in have Kampong, huh? I, I never... He just tried to put words in my mouth this whole time. I'm just like, no, deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> Character assassination. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah, so, so Substack, I, I subscribe to this psychologist's uh, oh, newsletter. Wow. Yeah, her name is Jessica Dore. And I think she does like tarot as well as psychology stuff. She's a social worker, I think. So for the last two to three years, I've been just reading her free content. Then recently, in the last two months, I made the decision to just like subscribe. It's just it's just five USD a month, so I decided to put money into that to gain access to like all her. She writes very frequently, every week or every day, actually. Yeah, so so I made the investment and I started reading her everything, and it's really helped a lot. She's she's a very good she's very good at what she does. Uh, so it it's kind of like it supplements like my own self-care therapy and then I have the newsletter to like lean on when I'm like not doing anything in particular you know so it's a very good investment because it teaches me a lot of how to be human I guess Jessica Jessica Dore D-O-R-E her specialty is weaving in storytelling folklore legends myths into psychology it's very insightful okay one last question other than Jessica Dore (laughs) what is one place you learn that you think is underrated can be book, website, YouTube, mm. podcast, whatever. I think Twitter is a very good place to learn, even though it's very chaotic right now on Twitter. <laughs> L- like <reasons>. your career. <laughs> <laughs> if you can sift through all the, the crap and the noise, there's actually a lot of people on there who are who know what they're talking about, yes. you know. Yeah. Uh, in particular, one local Twitter user comes to mind. His name is Visa, and he posts a lot of... I don't know how to describe his content. It's just very, like, productivity, hacking, or very insightful content that he produces. It's not even specifically to, like, pitch a product or anything. He's just sharing his thoughts on how he is calibrating his own existence. Nice. And What's the handle? Visa Can V. So V-I-S-A-K-A-N-V. So that's him. Yeah. And I uh, followed him for a while. I learned a lot just by reading his his tweets. And he tweets a lot. So <laughs> a lot of good content. Uh, but yeah, I think Twitter is a very good place to pick up things. You just need to know where to look, I think. Cannot just Cannot listen just, to anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. on that's Twitter. Also <laughs> I'm scared. Stuff yeah. So people think of Twitter as a very chaotic place. But underneath all of that, there's some gems. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Thank you. Thanks yes. for coming on the show. Love Thank it. you for Love having it. me. Woo! Woo! Finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> <laughs>